Like what is going to happen here? <laughs> right. You know, when I go and I and I go to uh, get my body scan, like is it going to show me naked on the screen? Is someone? I was like, worried about that oh, too. Oh, look <laughs> at you! You're <laughs> naked. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Onyx fam. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. My name is Marthel. And I'm Rita. Today, we're back again with our next podcast. Um, we have a whole lot to talk about. I oh, mean, yeah. a whole lot. First of all, today is the Game of Thrones finale. Today. Today. Really? Wow. Series wow. finale. But I've been hearing like so many things about how people are so disappointed. First of all, I've heard how this is the best show ever. Well, that, and okay. then now I'm hearing that it's the worst end ever of any show ever. So <laughs> I don't, even I don't know. know. There's a lot of dichotomies going on. We don't watch it. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I think we saw what a few episodes of the first season in the very, very yeah. beginning. Like, and I think we were years like, ago. Eh, not my cup of tea. Right. And we just moved on. And that's the thing. We're not celebrating it. Like, I don't watch it. I know a lot of people right now are like, I've never seen it. Someone tell me about it. Like, no, that's not what we right. are. But but we don't all I've seen though is all the articles about mm-hmm. what has been going on with the editing and certain things and the storyline and the plotting. I don't mm-hmm. know, people are not happy. No, they're not. They're really not happy. And for it to be such a good show, so entertaining, keeping people's attention, people are on the edge of their seat every time they watch yeah. it. I mean, I look through my timeline, um, whether it is Instagram or whether it is Facebook, it's like, whoa. So many references to Game of Thrones, you know, who overpowered who and what happened here and what happened there. Right. I feel like I watch the show via social media. Like, I <laughs> yeah. feel like I know yeah. the show. Right, right. I mean, I think it's though a little bit of, not a little bit, it's a lot of lazy editing. I mean, how are you going to leave a Starbucks cup? How did that oh, go through wow. all the channels? Because I know that whenever you release something, doesn't it have to go through like several channels of people watching it? So we should probably it? explain it to people that have not watched okay. uh, Game of Thrones. Well, apparently there was a scene and people saw that on the actual dining table, there was a Starbucks takeout <laughs> That you know, is hilarious. Cup. And everybody else was in their old fashioned mugs. And, and what, then there what was like era? a... What time era is this supposed to be in? I mean, this looks like medieval. Okay. So, so. there's definitely no Starbucks. <laughs> there's no plastic. There's yeah. No, no plastic, no right. foam, no cardboard, nothing. Nothing. No recyclable. So, yeah. No. <laughs> so for them to leave that after all the channels, it makes me... I mean, I just don't understand it. Right. What like, happened? This has been years in the making. It's not like they've been releasing a new season every year. But couldn't they have edited it out? Like, well, they, they did now, but oh, they did. I don't know why they let it stay there for this long. I just don't understand. I felt like, I don't know. I thought that people, like a ton of people watched something before it was released, but right. maybe yeah. people have just fatigue, man. They're like over it. That They're is like, so they just want to be done. I don't know. Somebody has probably captured that and it's, they're not getting rid of that that easily. Like oh, editing no. it out. That's going to go down in history. Right. But I mean, I've heard of other ones, like a, another character who lost a hand and in, in a past season, now the hand showed back up in a hug. <laughs> like another person who's wearing jeans, another person they thought was wearing what? like regular like Nikes. Like no way. there's been like crazy editing going on. Wires being shown, um, a oh, sword looking like it was floppy. I, I'm not understanding. So I, I was hoping for their sake that this was all a part of a larger plot. Maybe it's to time. To be like, right. hey, guess, guess what, everyone? We were all just doing cosplaying. 
the whole thing. That's maybe that's what I was hoping it was because I can't believe that it would have such lazy editing or have some type of time warp situation to it, like um, like the show that we're watching. Um, oh, Outlander! Outlander, yeah. where somehow there's a time warp element. <laughs> so and she's somebody, bringing Starbucks with her, <laughs> right? Like, like some no. some person in the scene yeah. is actually futuristic. I yeah. don't know. No, not but, at all. Yeah, that's 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 pretty lazy. But I, I heard it's amazing. I, I another thing is is I heard, and I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but somebody who is going to end up being the king of everything, like who is going to be mm-hmm. the the gain the throne. People don't like that person. They don't like the person that actually wins it all. And so right. they're really angry with that because yeah, they I heard felt that, that it should be somebody is, else. I heard the ending is not going to leave people happy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think when it comes to creativity, and especially because we create, you know, our things, right? you can't always have what your creative content, what comes, what flows from you, please everyone. And you can't do it for them. So... Yes, you want to do some crowd pleasers, obviously, mm-hmm. but also if you have a vision, you kind of have to stick to that vision. You now, do. for me, I this is what I don't understand. This was these are books, so I and I haven't watched it, so I'm not sure if where they're ending it. I don't even know if the author has ended it yet, oh. or are they going off of the books? See, right? Like even for Outlander, they're just going book by book by book. Right. But I thought I read that. This ending hasn't even really been necessarily written. Written, so, so they're writing. It's kind of like ending. creative, right? You know, they had the creative, the creative license rights, to do it. License, yeah. So for me, I but I'm, I'm sure though the author is is corresponding and probably has a lot of input in. Got so you. I'm sure maybe he will craft his books to well, along to go along with it. Either that, or the you know, or he's going to learn from this and he's going to be like, you know totally what, totally change it. I'm going right? to change the total ending. Yeah. But it's um, that definitely is. So do you think that you'll ever watch it? Do you think that this is now now that it's coming to an end and, you know, are you going to do a binge watching of it or is this one that you're just going to pass? I think I'm going to pass. I think if I had heard the last season was just like, oh, my goodness, it have been a little maybe more I would have been tempted to do it. But I'm not really that interested. And this is the thing. I love historical dramas. Right. I love sci fi. I love everything. So for me, really not to watch it, I don't know. It was it was just a couple of things that I just I just wasn't into when it came to this series. Right. But, um, for I'm me, sh- I, everybody loves it. For me, I tend to not necessarily watch a lot of these shows unless you get into it. So if you mm-hmm. don't get into it, I'm probably not going to get into it. Because I I don't so. feel like why would I invest all that time to be disappointed by the season the series ending? Right. I right. don't feel like I feel like. That would be so anticlimactic. I just don't see the point. Right. Um, so what do you think about some of the elements in the show that you heard of where there's a lot of incest and there's a lot of like really, whoa, way out kind of um, um, elements to it? To be honest, that's why I really, I didn't really want to, I, I personally, I just, it, I didn't want to watch that. Right. And I'm not saying that, um, but a lot of the other things are so much better because if you read Outlander, there's really some interesting things there that right. you know you could be very uncomfortable with. But I think that there were just a lot of elements that were really gratuitous in the show that mm-hmm. I personally was like, yeah, it kind of turned me off because I right. felt like it was distracting to just the, the plot of the overall right. story. And, and I felt like has... it was. I felt like it was just like sensational at to a point. And it was just like right. it, was, it was. It was 
tiring. And that just goes to the point that everybody has to, you know, everyone's going to judge um, art. Yeah, exactly. From their own perspective. Right. And so it's not like we have never been exposed to something that may have been um, a challenge to our conscience. Right. But we had our reasons why we pushed through and looked at it anyhow mm-hmm. for our reasons, maybe right. because we needed to, you know, whatever, whatever the reasons are. Everyone has their own reasons why they will watch any particular thing. And, but I guess there was just something about it that just said, nah, it's just not worth Plus, you go exposing through... Exposing myself to this. Plus, I think sometimes you go through these periods. I want to sneeze. <laughs> but sometimes you go through these periods where I think your th- your tolerance or your threshold might be lo- higher or lower. Mm-hmm. And around that time, I think my threshold was a lot higher. Like, no, I don't want to you know, expose myself. And then over the years, by not watching it, now I'm like, I don't want to get into it five years later. Right. And... Now, I pro- probably my threshold is a little bit lower now, actually. Mm-hmm. And had I heard it was so great, you I might have said, have said, oh, well, let, let me, me at least give out. this a chance because right. I love storytelling. I love to, right. to read it, watch it, whatever it is. And so I would have loved to have seen how this is going to end. Right. And at the end of the day, like storytelling is what it's all about. We all have stories and our lives are not perfect. And it's how the, um, the author can... Take a story and tell a story and where is that author going with that story and how is he using it? Is he using it in a way that I would think is responsible? Then, you know, it's worth listening to that story. I think when I look at the Bible, they like there are some really gratuitous scenes in the Bible. Oh yeah. Boom, and the stories in there. And the stories in there are so outlandish. Like one where, you know, men are raping a woman and then the husband comes back and then he like dismembers the body and and, then mails it. And mails it all across the country. Like that is gratuitous or or a woman is told to um seduce a man, give him milk, and then she takes a dagger and stabs him in his in in his temple. temple. (laughs) You know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. So it's not even like I'm sitting here saying, I'll never right. watch those types of things. Right. It's just at the time, I was like, mm, this this feels a little bit too gratuitous for me right. at the time to watch. And then... What can the story do for me? What can the story do for me? And if I feel as though the story can help me to grow in some way, to understand something, because we all don't experience everything in life, right? There are so many things that I have not experienced. When I got to know you and I got to know your story, you introduced me, your story introduced me to a whole nother side of life and pain and joy and ways to do things. So I love being exposed to people's stories because it helps us to grow because we can't all go through the same thing. But when we hear each other's stories, it makes us more sensitive. It makes us more compassionate and it allows us to connect with others in a a deeper way because we realize that everything doesn't go our way. Life is not our way. Well, I think even when I we're, we're talking about Outlander, even when I watch Outlander, there are things that I was very uncomfortable with very uncomfortable with, but then I did put myself in their shoes and say, you know what, this actually does happen. And I think that, like you said, it gave me a perspective on certain types of trauma that can happen to someone. Mm -hmm. And I think it was really well acted, you know, and I think that the 
the trauma and then the PTSD that comes from it and right. everything. I, I was was really interesting. But again, that show might be too gratuitous for some people. True. So true. You know, you just But that's one of the stories that we are watching together and it's right. just it's really interesting just to watch how the scenes play out and the differences between society in the past versus society in the future. Right. Um, how relationships played out right. in the past versus how relationships played out in the future. How right. families developed back in right. the past and, and, and looking at the very same culture 200 years later and how things have changed and how some things have stayed the same. It's really interesting. Just, um, right. I love, I love anthropology. I, the main, I love society and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I really feel that the main issue why I'm not watching it is because everyone is so let down or right. else I might've binged it Absolutely. and then been like, all yeah. right. And then today would have been a lead up to, I mean, I love events. I love events where everybody is right. like watching it. Right. Like, right. like when we all watched Avengers, I loved it. You know, like when we're all about mm-hmm. to watch Handmaid's Tale and it comes back out and like, I love it. So normally oh, I would be a part of it. Goodness. Yeah. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. I'm wow. excited because the and- second season, well, actually no, this would be the third season now. Right. You know, all of this is not, this is all like there's no book. This is just creative license. You really? Know? So the book is over now. The book has the book has been ran over. Its course. The second season. The book had the, ran its the course. The book had ran its course. Yes. Wow. Now it's going to be really interesting. The play between what's happening right now in society, mm-hmm. all these laws oh that are being passed goodness. with yes. abortion in Alabama, in yeah. Georgia, yeah. in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, it, Missouri. Was it? Yeah, Missouri. That Missouri is the last one to do it, and I, I don't think this thing is going to stop. No, it's not. And it just just the way that life is kind of playing to the screen and how there's this interplay between the two of them. I would have never dreamed that that things would have been so close right. to what was happening in Handmaid's Tale in actual life. Like I, I took for granted, you know, the whole ruling um, of the abortion ruling. I took it for granted that this is here to stay. And what I'm learning is, is that really just because someone wrote it in law, nothing is here to stay. Anything is threatened. Freedoms are threatened right across the board. Hmm. It is it is quite remarkable um, that we're able to see in real life that um, that abortion is now being questioned the way it is. It's and 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 then to watch um, how society now is putting on the garb that 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 red gown that ner- the nun and the hood in order to protest. Mm-hmm. They're using film to protest now. Right, right. It's, it's so interesting. That it's, it's very interesting. So I don't know. Well, that's really interesting. But um, but talking about past, the way things were in the past, and the way things are now, and how things are changing. Um, what do you think about the real Game of Thrones that's going on right now between Harry and his brother? You know what? You know the when the things really blew up, we were I don't know where we were, but now it seems like everything has kind of died down, at you least in so? the press. But I do think that there's something going on behind the scenes with them. Well, first of all, um, when it all started coming out, that was quite dramatic. Like people, they were both between Harry and his brother. Um, William. William, right. They're like unsubscribing to each other's no, Instagram. No. Well, what no, was it happening was, it was, you know, Harry and Meghan have their Sussex Royal um, Instagram. Right. And they unfollowed everyone except for their causes for the month. Now, everyone was saying that while that sounds nice on the surface, because of all the other reports of there being some sort of infighting between them and uh, William and Kate, that there, that was the main reason. 
And right. I know that this generation, I don't even want to say this generation because they're all around like our age. Mm-hmm. But when I say this generation, I'm talking about this time in life. Unfollowing someone from Instagram is like this huge. Right. Thing. People are watching it. Yeah. Like that's one of the signals that you are not in my life. You but know, did and, he I'm really send, and I'm sending this message to the world. Unfollow everybody. Did they really unfollow everybody? Or is there some people that they did not No, unfollow? when they first got the account, I saw that they followed everybody in the royal family. From right. minor cousins to the queen to William and Kate to everybody. Mm-hmm. So when they did unfollow, yes, they unfollowed everybody except for their causes for the month. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, again, we're not there, so I don't know. But there are some, you know, there are some reports about them being apart and not really talking at certain right. events. And then at some events, only one of them is showing up. It's definitely different. Something is happening. At when, before yeah. he did marry Megan, it used to be like the three of them right. all the time. And I understand that now that he's married and a father now, you know, yes, you're going to be different. You're going to want to establish your kingdom, your family, your right. household. And definitely women, we can be very influential. And I feel that... He is. She wanted to establish to her rule, her rule over him, her her rule she's of the not relationship ruling over him. That's true. I said it the wrong way. I think that she's trying to establish their relationship, and I think they're both it's, are. It's I think such that a it's a natural tie. thing that both of them are doing. I wouldn't put it on her. I wouldn't put it all on Megan, but at the same time. I don't think that that's not typically a characteristic of men. We typically do not come into a situation and begin to feel threatened by other relationships. While a woman is very territorial when it comes to relationships and she would want to establish before she feels fully comfortable, she wants to establish that she's number one in his life. And then she'll feel completely comfortable, you know, ingratiating. There's a lot of men who are very, um, they are, are very sensitive about other relationships that the woman has. Yeah. And, and the thing is that... I guess we could the, say that What the report said ways. was that William had said, are you sure you want to marry her? And then that kind of sparked their rift. So, wow. I mean, again, this is all alleged. We don't know. But, so that, you know, to me, is not about her feeling uncomfortable about any close relationship anything, he had. If anything, it's him fighting for... Exactly. His relationship. And I know that that has to be going on because they had some cousins and some relatives that were actually verbally, like, you know, a little bit racist in, in, in their in the perspective. And he, w- yeah. and he literally had to fight back for her. So I think that there is some fighting going on where he's fighting for her. She's fighting for him. They're fighting for each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just seems as though it's a Game of Thrones where it's like... There is a battle going on to ensure that their relationship is respected like any other relationship and that his wife is being treated fairly. And oh, yeah. even, even at the wedding, the fact that she went so black and <laughs> just to watch people's faces, like yeah. you can see on their faces like, oh my like, goodness. We don't do this. We don't do that. We don't do spiritual. No, I loved it. You know, but it's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, I don't know, infighting that's going on. And it may not all be like super huge news or, um, you know, it may not always be um, something that is completely negative, but clearly everybody's trying to establish who they are and not mm-hmm. lose who they are. Right. And I think that's what's going on. Yeah, definitely. His whole identity has changed now. He's a father. He's a husband. Mm-hmm. And he didn't need... Because remember, it started when they were like, oh, they're moving out of Kensington Palace to this Frogmore Cottage. Right. And it started to... 
you know, put things in the press like, oh my goodness, there's a problem. And right. I think people always thought they were, they were going to be like this foursome, like, yeah, we're all going to do the same thing. But I, what I had read was they are going to be doing two completely different things in life. William is going to be king, whereas right. Harry is not. You know, Harry's going to be right. doing his thing with Meghan, and they're going to be probably like global ambassadors for the UK, and she's very Hollywood still. I honestly believe so, that Harry does not want to be king. I don't think he wants that out of life. No, no, I don't think he does and either, but I think he... His choice of a woman shows that he has oh, absolutely sure. no interest. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, but I think that because they have two totally different like paths in life... Mm-hmm. For them to establish, like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to be in my brother's shadow. Right. You know, I'm going to establish. I mean, first of all, for Harry to even marry Megan, knowing the institution he's in, knowing everything that was going to be lobbied against him. (laughs) I mean, just a lot of respect. There was a lot of love. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really respect the fact that he stood up to all of it and did it. But even though, even though he's not vying for the throne, even though there is not this battle and this, you know, wrangling for the throne. I still think that the media is trying to create an atmosphere of competition. Oh yeah. And, for and the sure, Royal family sure. is playing into it in a sense where like, for instance, um, the dress that she wore to her wedding, mm-hmm. clearly, I, I don't think people like the kind of attention that Harry and Megan are getting. And that was a downplay dress. And I don't think that she picked it. She could not have picked that dress. I mean, she's a very stylish woman and every woman wants their day. Somebody else she, picked that dress I mean, and said, I'm put sure this on. I'm sure she picked it. I'm sure she picked it. I don't. She picked it herself. Like she yes, wanted I'm sure that dress. she did. I'm and she wanted positive. it to look big and frumpy on no, her. No, no. I think she just probably lost weight between the fittings and stuff. They could have pinned it, man. They could have done something know, last minute. I know, but... I don't think I she. I don't know. I, I think that I think somebody is behind the scenes trying to downplay her image so that she Maybe. does not come across. I as hope she has a biography one day. Oh my goodness! The tell I would all. love just like like how yeah. Diana did. Right. I would love to know what happened behind. Yeah, the but scenes. we want her to live long. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, but right. I'm just saying that at some point. First of all, they just had a baby. I think that that is just an amazing solidification of this is a family and that i love it and that baby is gonna be black i mean i mean and that know, black gene that black gene may come out i mean he may have red hair like the father but it might be an afro and you know <laughs> i had said this pick. i had said this to Merthel that when she had when they actually you know announced that they had a baby and it was a boy i could not help but feel overjoyed for them but a little part of me was sad because and i think a lot of black people, all of us might feel the same way in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. But for me, I felt a little bit of sadness because I'm like, okay, now it begins. It begins. It begins. Right. The, you have a you black are a black son. Son here. You're a in, black man in this world, especially a black man in, the world. in a society right. where that is not valued. And That's right. I. I felt a second for them, like, oh my goodness, does does Harry even understand? No, he doesn't even understand. He might observe, he might observe what's happening to Megan, he might observe what's even happening to him, but he doesn't know what it's like to be a black man, a black male in this or society. So yeah. I was just like, oh, you know, wow. I, I'm just gonna pray for them. And he has the spirit you know. of his mother. He just took on a battle. Like when yeah. she was, when Princess Diana was living, she went to Africa and she would just get right in with the people. It didn't matter what disease they had. No. It didn't matter what, Mm-mm. she just got in and she became vulnerable, right. willing to take on whatever challenges right. and take it on herself. Yeah. And I feel like he got that spirit. Like he he's not playing safe at all. This guy is not playing safe. He's, right. he's playing by his heart. Yeah. And I, and I know that, you know, this is what God has ordained for them. 
He ordained that mm-hmm. that was going to be, you know, this, I don't want to, I don't know how to say this, but that was going to be their family. Right. You know, and I'm really happy for them. But I, I guess a little part of me though knew like, okay, this is where it starts. And three days later, three days later, that guy that works at the BBC was fired because he put out a picture of a monkey, of a monkey, right. You know, there and, you go. And then, it's starting already. Exactly. Three days old and he already has to go through it. And that's right. why He's I don't being, feel like I was the only one who f- probably felt a little ways when they announced to the world. I almost thought it might have been a little bit easier had it been a girl. But mm-hmm. no, it would have still been bad. Oh, he would have still put out a monkey. Exactly. Like, look how they've been treating Michelle Obama. Oh, you my know? goodness. So yeah. it's like... So there's no way around it. There's no way around but, it. But, you it's, know, that's life. It is what it and is. And he's... Uh, he's going to have a wonderful So what life. do you think? Because I know what I thought the first time that I heard that they were going to be um, sent to Africa. And what a lot of people are was thinking was that they were being banished to Africa. Well, I feel like they are. Who has... I don't know how this is going to sound to people, but when you have a newborn or even just a baby within the first year, I don't think you are going to want to take your child to certain countries. First of all, when I every time I had my baby, and I've had four, I never wanted to even leave the house for a while. Right. And then even when we went to church, I'd be like putting the sleeves down long so that people wouldn't go and touch her, his or her hand. Right. And I didn't want people breathing on them. And, and then when it was freezing, like we had Shiloh in the middle of winter, I was terrified, you know, like, oh, he's going to, you know, it's going to be too cold to even just leave the hospital to go to the house. Why am I going to want to take my baby now to, I'm, I'm, uh, this, to listen, a country where any country, anybody, everybody that goes to Africa has to take like a million shots. Of vaccines. That this baby could be at risk for taking all of those vaccines in such a short period of time. Right. So I don't understand why anybody would do that. And it's not just Africa. Any, I'm sorry, there are a lot of, there are other countries as well. Or first of all, Africa is not a country. I know that, a continent. <laughs> but there are other, the country of Africa. other places that right. I would just be like, no, I'm not going to have my less than one year old child go because it's not even like they're going to, I don't know, like a certain part of Africa where I think a lot of people will go. And maybe like no, parts they're of. They're literally going on a mission trip. And, right. And like a baby, I don't know if a baby is there. So, so what makes you say that you feel like it's banishment, like as opposed to just a assignment that they're giving them? Because the article I read literally said like that um, this is being discussed. It's not, nothing's been finalized. We're trying to find a way to use their star power. Like what? 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 See, see, that's the whole thing why I'm saying like there is, there's a game of thrones going on. And the, the sad part about it is Harry doesn't even want the throne. But what's happening is, is that you cannot control who is more popular. And the truth of the matter is, is that Harry is just more popular. His decisions, Megan, his wife is more attractive to the world. They're, they're more attracted to her qualities and the, the makeup of their family. It's just something that the world really well, likes I mean, to see. I don't want to say that and she's more attractive William, though because no 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 not physically attractive it's oh. not about physical attraction i'm talking i'm talking about the qualities of having who they are coming together their personalities yeah, like star power star with po- royalty right, exactly. yeah, coming together that's yeah. the attraction that i'm talking about and yeah. while william and kate is almost almost like that boring sort of like okay you know which safe. The, which the royalty needed the royalty you know they needed someone been about stable this. safe because what we call boring is actually functional yes and <laughs> that is i'm true. really happy that he they have a fun. now there was that rumor just recently about him Ooh-y. i don't know if that's true though i don't know there's so, so much there's they, a rumor they really going on that private. william has cheated on kate. kate and he's cheated on her several times and that he's following the pattern of his father 
and um, having like women on the side and things like that. Like yeah. that. And I don't know how true it is, but it, I mean, there seems to be some evidence to indicate that there is some truth to it. What evidence? Um, they didn't. Somebody saw like a, a text message or something. Something oh, that I, I heard that they. That. I didn't hear that. I, I heard that they. Someone saw like um, some some kind of evidence that he had been or pictures of him with somebody at a particular event or something. But not. It's not like a smoking gun. Like mm. people are talking with other people or at events with other people all the time. So it's not like he was in bed, pictures in bed or videotapes. No. It's not a sex tape or anything like that. I don't but. know. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I tend to believe that where there's smoke, there's fire. But then I also know that when it comes to ultra famous people, that a lot of lies are made up. Mm-hmm. So I prefer to not believe it. And the only reason why is because they have been so functional for so long they had dated for so many years right. and then got married. And now it, they've just been together for so long that, yes, things can happen. I obviously know that. But now that she just had her third baby, I, I don't... Why are they I trying to start something? Yeah, Why are they starting the pot? Exactly. Like but They're just trying to they're find saying, something. Some people are saying that you know they hadn't been fully together. like They've been on and off at times. And so it's a possibility that something could happen on and off or whatever. Mm. But I mean, there's no, there's no evidence to this. But another theory that is being floated is, is that... Megan and Harry's camp during when all the heat was going on them, that possibly someone in their camp leaked this information to get the heat off of them. So the, I, I don't know where this Game of Thrones is being played. Is it, is it is it being played by the players or is it just the people around them that are playing this game mm-hmm. with power and right. prestige? Who is vying for this attention? Yeah, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem as though they're fighting each other. But then when we see them not talking as much, is that a normal thing? Is it just, you know, when when we got together, there's certain people that I stopped talking to a lot and, and it just happened naturally. It wasn't Yeah, that's like, why when you said, well, it's not typical for a man. I was like, what are you talking about? Like when we first got together. That's true. You know, right. there was like a whole group of people. You just kind of caught off for a while. That's true. What I will say is this, is that there is clearly something happening behind the scenes and I think that everybody plays a role in in this kind of drama and tension because even when the queen she did something and I think that what she did was kind of like natural because Kate is heir to the throne and she took her jewelry and she was like okay these are the jewelry that you can wear, Megan, and these are the jewelry that First Kate of all, can wear. all of this is that's, still alleged. We don't even know if that happened. Uh, well, that's what's being reported. <laughs> and in that report, that would some people would say, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. You know, once again, they're sliding Megan. And that may not necessarily be the case. If Megan is not heir to the throne, then you have to have distinctions of certain things that you do. She doesn't share the same title. We're not fighting for her to have the same title. So titles are different. What you wear may be different. You know, certain places and access that you have may be different. You have to make distinctions when you have hierarchy and when you have royalty. So, Mm. I mean, I think people are making a big to-do. I think people don't like tradition. And so, you know, all of this little getting in there and stirring the pot is to sort of like disrupt some of the the stability that we know the royal family to have. We'll watch and see. But that's... um, that's anyway. kind of our, our take on, on the real Game of Thrones that's right. going on. So, yo, what's happening at the, at the, um, at the cookout? Right. So now Who we have a cookout? segment. We have a segment now that we're going to call the cookout. And that's when we talk about things in our culture, for the culture. And what we want to talk about actually right now is what happened on Red Table Talk with Aisha Curry. Right. Now, Aisha Curry made a statement that said in the past 10 years, she hasn't had any action from any guy. Meanwhile, women are throwing themselves constantly at her husband. 
And a lot of people took it like, why would she say that? And she's desperate for attention. She just wants to get attention to shut people down. Um, She should never have said that. She's a married woman. I mean, I've seen every single aspect and perspective on it. My perspective on it is that I believe that she is speaking for a lot of women, period. Women like attention. We all like attention. Right. And whether you're married or you're single, you like feeling like you are attractive. You like feeling well, like watch like out, someone... watch what you say because you could be on the next memes. No. <laughs> Rita loves attention. Oh, brother! <laughs> no, but it's it's the truth though. I'm not like for women don't just get married and then all of a sudden are like only want attention from their husband. Mm-hmm. They want to walk into a room and feel like they're 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 turning heads now. Especially well, why for is her. that? Why is it that? Why is it that? Okay, do you only want to look at your wife? Only? Do you only notice? Yes. I only want to look at my wife. Yes. I only notice my wife. I know. Like, why would you say no? I only notice my wife. Let's not use you. Let's not use you. Like, take an average man. Men are very visual. I'm not saying that you're a married man wanting to look at other women. I'm not saying that. Right. But I'm saying that you notice when a woman is attractive or not. Right. There's certain natural... You didn't just suddenly just have tunnel vision and only see your wife. Right. Right. Well, the same thing on the other end for a woman. It's very natural for a woman to desire. Right. Sometimes when you come to me and you're showing and you're you're saying to me, you know, hon, how do I look in this dress? And I'm just like, ooh, hon, I think you look really good. Sometimes I would be like, you know, that should be enough. Like, you know, like right, I, right. I just validated. I just rubber stamped that, you know, right. I like how you look. But then for you, it, you know, and it's not just another man, but I agree with you. Like when Sinead comes in and the girls come in, they're like, mom, you look good. Then you're like, oh, so it's sort of oh, like. please. You're the same way. You will go like I'm not even you go to the grocery store. I'm not even going with you. I don't even see you. But what I will know is that I'll know like you took your glasses, your sunglasses. I have I hear I smell cologne that was sprayed. And then I'll see when you come back and you look all tight. I'm like, where did you go? I went to Walmart. Really? Well, that can't be about whether I oh you only want to look good for me. Well, I mean. I had my scruffy years where I was just like, whatever. And now I'm just, I mean, uh-huh, the years of my uh-huh, life where I just, uh-huh. you know, I want to make sure that I'm looking presentable. Uh, no, it's not presentable. There's presentable and then there's, I want to look cute when I'm going to Home Depot. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't what know do you mean you don't know that. about that? I, okay. I can't rubber stamp that one. But <laughs> of course, of I, can't, I can't say that. Um, there is an element to it where I think us guys can identify with it also. Um, what, you know, what Aisha Curry was saying. But then, I mean... Can it go a little bit overboard? Like, Obviously, yes. You know, yes. you know where you're just like, I mean, because because at the end of the day, it would be really nice if it would never go overboard and everything was in its perfect balance. I don't think she wants. This is my perspective. I don't think she wants some guy to be like, "Hey, can I get your number?" Now, I don't think that. I don't think that. I don't even people don't even say that anymore. But I'm just saying, can I get your number? <laughs> yeah, I don't think people are like. I don't think she wants that. I think she just. At least I hope she doesn't. I don't know. But I'm just saying that I think she just wants to feel like, hey, someone else finds me attractive. But but why? Because all that's going to happen, and this is what people are saying, all that's going to happen is either she is the personality, because there's different personalities out there, either she's going to be the one where she gets the attention so she can shoot the guy down and be like, I'm married. 
look. What do you, you know mean, what I mean why? There like, is no why. So she to can it. shoot him down That's and be like, like saying, please, okay, please. And then have an irritated oh look. Goodness. Hold on. on. Have an irritated look on her face when he does it and just be like, and that's a game. That's a show because clearly she wants it. And then it's like, oh, okay. Like, but now so she's when gonna, you when you put a picture on Instagram or Facebook, it, it would please you if I was the only person that liked it, huh? No. Well, but, why? But why? Then why but, do you put the photo out if you don't just want my like? But but my point, my point is this, is that what I tend to see happening is I'm talking about different personalities of people. No, you said, okay? but why? Why does she want? No, because, because there's certain personalities of people. So she may fall into one of these. And if she falls into the category of, look, look, I'm married. Okay, please. Can you leave me alone? Then it's then she becomes this dichotomy, like Wait, this. That is warped, such a stretch. No, I've no, heard no, that no, from I other have men. Seen it. I have seen it, and 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 the, and the thing is, oh is goodness. that in, on one side of your mouth you're saying I don't want it, but on another side you're like making the other person feel like you know, like they're like, why are you, why are you harassing me? And I'm just saying, oh my like, goodness, you just went from zero to a hundred. She never happens. said. She never said. Of course, it happens so if in a life. Guy comes, if a guy she, comes, she said it in life. I'm sure. In life, that like, happens. Steph Curry. First of I'm all, married. anybody that comes up to her is going to know she's married already. So she's oh. nobody's going to be like, "Hey, you single?" Like everyone right. knows she is married. Then there's to, another group to, to like a great guy, and she has kids. So she's not asking to be like, "Hey, I'm married." Like she knows that. I don't know. They I, would know that. I'm not saying. I that think this what is she's her. saying is she wants like if if someone to just feel like. You know, the other men are like, yeah. I get you know, that, but I'm if, just I wish about I different... was Steph Curry. That's what I think. Something like that, which probably she already has, and she just doesn't know it. Right. I, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying that there's different scenarios that could be possible. I'm not saying it is. It could be possible. Another scenario is, is, is that she wants the attention, and then when the attention comes, you know, okay. she falls prey so to it. When I'm not you saying are, she do that, when but you there are, are some people that, When you are getting dressed up for Walmart or wherever else you go. I have not even agreed to that. You, that, that is but that's what you do. So let's not, I'm let's, not, okay. I'm not quite sure okay, about but that. You, but you do do it. So I'm anyway, not quite sure about that. That's okay, what I do. Let's, well, anyway, when you get all dressed up, are you doing that so that a, if a girl gives you, a, or, or, you know, a woman says, oh, you look good. And you can go, huh, I'm married. No, you're not doing that. First of all, first of all, like I said, it is not even, oh we have goodness, not even established stop. whether this is what I do. Because I don't even know what days you're talking about. But what I will say is this, is, is that if someone comes up to me and they, they approach me, I'm not going to be like, I'm married. This is going to be like, you know, like it's just going to be, it'll just take it for what it is. That person thought I was attractive and I'm not okay. waiting for this moment and to be like, And that is boom. what she's saying. You know? That's what she's saying. She's just taking it as, oh, I'm attractive. We That's don't it. Know that. I'm just saying oh, that there's on. different scenarios and there are some people that want the attention and wouldn't mind something actually happening and going down that path. And then there's some people that it's just, it is what it is. So when she came out and said that, she just left herself up to all of this, all of this conjecturing and Yeah, and I probably this. wouldn't have, I probably would not have said something like, like that on the red that? table. Because like, I, I felt bad because I knew that she was going to get so much heat for that. As soon as she said it, I was like, oh no. Right. Right. Oh no! It's like that might have been something she wanted to just keep to herself. But yeah, only because there's a lot of people <clears throat> like you who would stretch it and make it something that it's not. When, I never when, even when said when it was. I said are these are so, different scenarios. This is such a normal thing for everyone. No one puts an Instagram picture and then hopes only my husband will like this. No one go and goes out and gets dressed and just says, "Well, I hope I only hope my husband likes how I look." Like that's just not normal. We want to be attractive. 
and we don't want to necessarily have everyone be like obsessed stalking you. No, but everybody right. wants to feel a certain level of a, of of like I look nice or I, I my looks can be appreciated when they leave the house or when right. they're going out. I can appreciate that. I mean, I yeah, I can relate to that, and I think everybody can relate to the most balanced perspective. But it kind of left her open to the discussion and the discussion. You can't have the discussion, and it's going to be a really I lively, your perspective fun from mostly men. <laughs> That's what no, I mostly the, heard you, it from. Do you know why? Because it's mostly women that will be the one that when someone co- approaches them and says, ooh, you're looking good, that they'll be looking like they are like like they smell something stink. Like, mm, I don't know what he... And okay. it's just like, hold on a second. Like, I'm not even talking about the ones that are obnoxious, that is coming up to you and is like being very obnoxious. I'm just saying like sometimes a man will come to a woman and just share appreciation for how she looks and if this is in the nature of most women to like that kind of attention and the person does it in a respectful way why would you act as though it's something you don't like when clearly some women would like it you're mixing apples and oranges because that's another topic that's another topic it's like it's like a basket of fruit and you're like i would like a fruit you know, oh, well, we're going to talk about all the different type of fruits. And part <laughs> of the fruit is when you talk about this topic, you're going to talk about this. And it's going to be what we experience as men. It's just so funny when we hear a woman coming out and telling the secrets that, yes, I like attention. And that, but so then why are so many women like Ugh, so annoyed when they get that attention? It just seems like it's disingenuous. It almost seems like a like a setup. But that's, you know. That's, See, well, that's, bana- that's bananas that's, and not apples. Well, you know, or that's, oranges. Yeah, that's your like. I know that that that's a man man's experience, but I don't think that to take that extreme is something that you should apply to when a woman. Because, like I said, it's not just women that like the attention; it's men too. So it's you're taking an extreme situation and you're applying it to her statement that is very general that almost everyone can relate to. Right, and I'm, I'm not applying it. I'm just talking about it. I'm talking about the various elements of a person. There's other people that get themselves in trouble, and that was another one I was talking about, where secretly they, they, they desire not just to be desired by someone else, but the desire to have extramarital relationships. And so it's just playing with fire when you start getting mm. involved in, and tapping into that thing, that urge to be desired or desire other people. Looking at other People but it's a normal thing. Like I said, you do it every day. To it. Yes, there's- you do it every day. Everyone does it every day when they get dressed, when they put their Instagram picture or their Facebook or whatever you're on, Snapchat, whatever it is. Right. You want attention to some sort of degree. Right. I agree with that. But okay. the truth of the matter is, is that I do think that there are these other elements to the conversation. And I just think it's more fun to talk about all instead of just talking about the natural boring tendencies no, but see, I'm not of gonna, men and women. But I'm not going to paint her out to be like she's Never desperate to just be like, oh, like I'm married when everyone knows she's married. And I like this one perspective I heard. Um, okay. And it was saying that there's a lot of men that probably have not gone up to her because they really respect Steph and they feel like they have a very functional oh, relationship. Absolutely. And they... Even if they didn't necessarily respect her, which I think they do, but they really respect him. Absolutely. And that is one of the reasons why and they would people never have do that. not. Because look right. how many times like somebody like me and you, we have a very open relationship. Not what? not in that what? way. What? <laughs> not not what? in the way that we have been talking. Oh, but okay. open in a sense where we share everything with one another. So yeah. if somebody did approach us, it would be a very dangerous thing to come and tell me how attractive you think I am. Because guess who's gonna find out? Rita's gonna be probably the first person to find out because I'm gonna be texting her like, guess 
who just said that I was <laughs> that <is> true. <laughs> and we'll be just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, I am yeah. fine, ain't I? <laughs> yeah. That's true. And Rita be like, Rita say to me, Rita, someone come up to you, you'd be like, Myrtle, you will never know. Guess yeah, what just yeah. happened? That's true. So and so, da 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 da. That's like, true. Well, you know you're fine, and and you know, and we would just banter because right. that's how it is. Yeah. So the same thing is with Steph and and Aisha and Aisha. Yeah. Like the moment that anybody actually gives her a look, <laughs> Steph, Steph is, is gonna, gonna find be out. the first person to find out, and your boy is going to be in trouble he's because gonna be like, he's going to be like, "Who?" So you've been looking at my one right. now, and it's just going to be embarrassing. So yeah. I just, you know, I mean, we uh, we're all adults. We know this. We know that this is stuff that could happen. So I agree. I but would I think, think that, that that says a lot about Steph and their marriage. Right. Because it had does. he been right. someone who people don't respect, she would have got a lot of play over these last ten years. That's true. So I think that that is. Actually actually a really positive thing and it says a lot about what people um, think perceive about, about their marriage right. yeah and so. they probably think that she is cuz i think that she's she's not an ugly person i think that she has a lot of attractive qualities she's attractive, to her yeah. so i don't think that the the reason why people are right. not it's looking not, at her is cuz she's ugly of, yeah no you know no, i think not that at all. i think it's it's something to do with respect and they probably do think that she wouldn't even give play to it anyhow right. as well exactly. like how like how i said like right. she probably would be like I'm married, but... The sad part is, now that she's said that, oh, I just hope she's not inundated with a lot of negative, silly attention, like, hey, girl, like, you know, like, like, (laughs) oh... Some of those memes were funny, though. Oh, my goodness. First of all, our friends, John and April, which we're going to have on our podcast, and we're going to be on theirs. You got to check out their podcast. Um, Just John and April. They... April said the funniest thing. She goes, well, she's really looking for attention. She needs to go down to the local Piggly Wiggly, (laughs) she'll get a ton of attention. (laughs) Right. She's just going to the wrong places. (laughs) That was funny. But it's true. I mean, like, if you really want attention, but you know what? Most women, I don't think, want attention from just anybody. In fact, all of what we're talking about here, may she may be getting First attention. Well, I just saw a meme this morning probably, about that. Right, because she's probably getting attention from all sorts of people from the Piggly Wiggly, but she doesn't want that attention. First of all, she wants that, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? What do you mean? Someone who thinks they don't get a lot of attention, but then I point out that they actually do get attention. Nah, it's I'm the just saying, wrong type of person. No, what, I, what I'm saying to Rita, <laughs> and when these conversations come up, this is what I say to Rita. And that's the reason why we've come up with some of these scenarios, because uh, we've had this conversation yes. before where people respect you. They respect your marriage. They respect you as an individual. They know your relationship with your partner. So when me and Rita, because Rita's gotten attention over the years through our marriage, she's gotten attention from a lot of people. I have not gotten, I feel like I have not gotten the kind of attention that she has. I'm not begging for it. I'm not trying to put myself out there like Aisha, okay? I don't need the memes. I don't need the attention. But as a pastor, when I used to be a minister or whatever the case may be, because there are pastors that I've heard had that story. But for me in particular, I really never, I never felt like I experienced any of those kind of stuff. And so... I would say to Rita, I'd be like, well, I, I don't know. And then you know? I would point out certain women that I know were, was giving him attention. And he would be like, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't <laughs> yeah, no, count. She saying, doesn't count. No, no. But what <laughs> No, but what I was saying is, is that I just don't feel like they were actually giving me attention. Like, I didn't feel like that was actual attention like that. I just felt like I felt like maybe Rita may be reading into it or whatever the case may be. But just, let's just get with that that kind of course of thinking that we're thinking. It's a possibility that there are types of men that she doesn't want attention from based well, on your everybody on your has everybody position. has some sort of she wants someone the high they don't baller, want the shot collar like that the she one that's d- she right. doesn't want piggly wiggly attention. <laughs> No, no, no. She doesn't want the guy riding in his bicycle like, hey, what's up? You know? So I think that, you know, that could be going on too. I'm sure she gets attention in some way, but. 
That's what everyone was Maybe telling her count. around the table. But, you know, anyway, that was that was funny. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Moral of the story is pay attention to who is paying attention to you and appreciate it. Right? Especially your spouse. (laughs) Your spouse, because I know you're trying to make digs. So basically, that's what was going on at the cookout. All right. So our next section is um, the Onyx Life. Uh, So that's basically what's happening in our life, right? What's happening in our life. Well, guys, I've been talking to you guys about it for, what, now a year now? It's been a year. Wow. About flying. Flying. Okay. And Rita hasn't flown, it, just to give the background, Rita hasn't flown for over 20 years. Okay. The so last I, time that you flew, it was just a few months after our wedding. When your brother died. My brother died. Yeah. We flew out to Toronto and nothing so, even major happened on that flight. I don't think that that flight well, was... Well, okay. Let, let's just even go back a bit. Again, for those who are just joining us in our, you know, the Onyx Life here, I used to fly a lot. Right. I've been to Europe. I've been all over America. I've been to the Caribbean. I've been to lots of different places. I went to Canada. I went to lots of different places. Several trips to Hawaii. Lots of cross-continental flights. So this is not a, a thing that I never did. Right. I had flown a lot. And for such a short time, because it was like when I was like um, elementary and high school. Yeah, between the time of 12 right. to like So even after 19. we got married, we yeah. even went to California, right. you know, after we got married. And then um, again, well, we, we went, went to, to Toronto. now Toronto for when his brother died. But the last time but was time, 1999, when, but when February I 1999. Stopped, when I stopped feeling comfortable flying was when I was coming back from Europe. Mm-hmm. I, on the way to Europe, I did a nonstop from LA to London. I was totally fine. I was reading, sleeping, watching the movie. I think this is when they still had the movie on the big screen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was fine. But it was on the way back. It wasn't a nonstop. It was going from London to New York and then from New York to L.A. On that trip from London to New York, I do not know. I just felt like there was a lot of turbulence. And I was listening. At that point, you could listen to the cockpit and what they were um, saying, the pilots. And... I heard them say, yeah, it was going to be some turbulence and, and it was getting, it was kind of rough. And then, but the thing was, I felt like I was the only one thinking it was kind of rough. Everyone else was kind of like, oh, they're just bouncing around. But then I heard like a boom and then the plane dropped for a second. And that was the first time that ever happened to me. Now wow. I've had turbulence before. I've had even bad one. I remember going to the Cayman Islands from Florida. It was kind of like rough, but, um, it was after that. I was like, wait a minute, do I like flying? And then I'm like, you know what? Once we land in New York, it's probably going to be better from New York to L.A. You know what? It was probably just the Atlantic. That's right. what it is. And so um, I don't know what was going on, but that time when we, um, we flew into New York, it was crazy. Everywhere, every flight was delayed. They put us in hotel room that, I mean, in a hotel where everybody was put in there. It was a crazy night. People kept walking in the room because they were overbooking, triple booking every room. And it was really stressful. So the next morning, though, I'm probably at a already high level of stress because that whole night we were just getting interrupted and the whole place was crowded. We fly now from New York to L.A. And again, lots of turbulence. Right. And then after that, I was like, I don't know if I like flying anymore, but I still flew. I still went to so D.C. What you, so I still what, went to Hawaii. I still so went to a bunch is, of places. The trauma that you experienced at that one time, kind of like you just tucked it away somewhere. Right. And then... When you became an adult now and you No, I was nervous already. I still didn't like to fly, right. but I pushed through and still went on my trips. Like I said, I still went 
to several trips after that, several flights after that time. So what, what do you think happened? And then why when you we got married... That you're not going to do this Right. Anymore. I just said to myself, there's a combination of things. One of the things was we were starting to have kids. We were on a pastor's salary. I wasn't working yet. I didn't even have my degree yet. So we really couldn't afford a bunch of flights. That's true. And this is like flights weren't even as cheap as they are now. Right. This is pre-Expedia and all that, you know? Mm-hmm. Secondly, I did start to go, wait a minute, I'm an adult. If I don't want to do something, I don't really have to. And because the, some of the flights I took after when I was getting nervous, it would be like school trips. Am I going to be the only one left out? Right. Or right. family trips. Am but I going to be the only one? Now. Like I had gone to Hawaii at least like two or three times even after I got nervous. And I'd right. gone to D.C. a few times. So, so I now gone, you're an adult and you're saying yeah. to yourself basically, you know what? I don't have, I don't to, have do to do this. this. And I'm with the people, my husband, my children yeah. that I want to be with. Who am I going to go see? Like right, what? I don't right. need to. Right, if I, I have drive? to, I'll drive. So People, we have been driving for yes. 20 years. I mean, we'll drive everywhere. But I mean, part of it and wasn't we don't me, drive, Part of it was because we didn't have the money to buy six plane tickets. That's true. That's true. That is a part of the reason. But but if we, if we could not, if we could not drive, if we went on a cruise, we would choose to drive to the port all the way from Toronto down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Then we would get on the cruise right. and we would cruise anywhere, but we were not flying to Jamaica. We we're not yes, flying I, to the islands. I started not... to explore other ways to travel. Right, <laughs> right. I wasn't going to let that bring right. me down. I was still going to go on cruises and we were going to drive. Still get to the islands. Great. We're just not going to fly I, to the I, islands. I, I we'll even, cruise to the islands. I even searched transatlantic cruises. I was like, yes, I could go anywhere. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to fly. Wow. So that was actually March. I said February, but my brother died in February and the funeral was in March. So it was actually March of 2019. Right. So March of 2019, this year, we decided that we were going to go on a flight. So we bought the tickets. No, no. It wasn't even that they decided. For the past, I would say a couple of years, I've been thinking to myself like, you know what? I'm kind of missing out Mm -hmm. on certain things because I don't want to fly. And I remember there was a brand deal. And they wanted to fly us out to Seattle. And it was a huge brand deal. Nintendo. They, well, I wasn't was, going to say who it was, but okay, fine. It was Nintendo. Yeah. But Big money, everything. Big money. And I really did not want to do it because I did not want to fly. And I started to see that as we got more and more into what we were doing with internet and, and entertainment and all those things, like, wow, there could be other opportunities that I turned down because of my fear. And I said, I can't have that. I can't be the one that stops my family from progressing. So I started to think about it, started to pray about it, put a vision, my vision book right. I had on there, Fly Without Fear, and it, with a picture of an airplane in the clouds. I had a scripture about trust, and I was just praying on it. And I didn't know when or how I was going to do it because, honestly, the thought of getting on a plane was just like, it petrified me. And that's what happens right. when you stop something. When you really, this is my biggest mistake in life was that I stopped. I should have continued to push through, push through, push through. So we ended up a few years back deciding that we were going to go and take a flight. Rita decided that she was going to do that. She was going to face her fears. And the discussion was, should we go on a big airline or should we go on a small airline? And we ended up going on a chartered airline with a small plane. That's We felt that that would have been easier. No, see, what happened, happened was, happened, but no, but see, I, what, I ha- what happened was that I was very nervous because the last time I had flown was pre-9-11. So 
all of a sudden, all these rules with TSA, and I was really stressed about that whole process, and I was, I don't know, I was very concerned because I started seeing videos about people fighting and all these long lines, and I felt a lot of stress. So I said, you know what, I really don't want to take a commercial flight. Let's just take a small one. Plus, I was worried I would panic. And I didn't right. want to panic. And In then of, like, 300 other people. people. Paparazzi. Right. Onyx family. Onyx family mom. No, Onyx mom. No. <laughs> no. I didn't want to panic and 300 people be affected by it. Right. Because I know that I've seen videos where when people get escorted off plane and everyone's delayed and everyone hates that person now. And I didn't want to be that person. Right. So what we ended up doing is we ended up going with a chartered plane, which holds like tops like eight people, I think probably tops 10, but right. I think it was really eight. Right. So when we went to this particular airport just a few years ago, um, we went with the idea that we may not go through with the flight, but let's just go and check it out. So we, when we got to the airport, we told TSA, we told the agents there, we told them our story, we told them why we're there. And so we said, it's a possibility that we may not take this flight, but we just want to kind of Check it out, whatever. So when they saw the plane, when I saw the plane, I was just like, "Whoa!" Well, I mean, first this of all, before before we tiny. got on the before we got on the plane, though, the TSA agents were so nice. They just really they nice. just walked really. me through it. Yeah, they were saying that sometimes when you put lotion on, a, um, something could be alerted. Like they were just they just told me everything. We took off our shoes, like everything. So I fi- I kind of felt like, "Wow, okay." I felt a lot less stressed about this is the process. Mm-hmm. So we got on this plane. This plane was tiny. Right. At the moment they saw it, they were like, we're not going. We're not going. I was like, come on. Let's well, just go her- on it. Let's just go on it and let's just see. We can so, come yeah. off, but let's just go inside. So we went inside. And when we went inside, I could visibly see the plane like bumping oh, down yeah. every time we went up the stairs. It was scary. So they went in and everybody's like creeping around, like looking. You know, it was like the length of this chair, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the bench. And then afterwards, we sat in our seats I and everybody. the plane like, might have been the <laughs> Size of the this. whole plane was the size of this room. This like this the like right of this here. Room. No, it was it was it was tiny. It was bad. So the bad. so the air stewardess came on the plane and he's like running up the plane stairs and all of a sudden you just see the, the whole plane, plane going shakes like this. And, it, and, and Rita, think, first Rita of all, is like it felt what? like it was about to take off. That's what it was. It felt the whole plane shook, and I was I Rita jumped I, up, threw the guy out of the way. That's not what happened. I mean, it was a mad dash, <laughs> and it wasn't even that much of a dash because it was such a small plane. <laughs> like three no, steps, she was off that plane. Well, no, like, the kids didn't even want to be on there. They were like, yeah, no, it was crazy because they hadn't flown yet at all. So they were like, I do not want my first flight on this thing. So right. basically, we left. We left. So that. since then, so now, I had still been praying about it and thinking, okay, I got to some point. Do that. So this March, this March was, I would say this March was the actual 20th anniversary to actually do this. And so Rita, out of the blue, said, I'm buying tickets. Yeah. We're going back to where we lived before. It's going to be on a big plane. Right. I'm going to do this. We're because just like, whoa. That's because when in us moving to LA, it kind of necessitates a lot more flying now. Right. Because, first of all, we have our other house in the South. Um, there's things that we have to do that are on the East Coast. And now there is no like I'm gonna drive five days, right? Although I wouldn't mind it. So she but, got you know the, she got the tickets. Everyone else is like, no. We're proud of her. We packed our bags. We had very small bags because we weren't gonna be there long. We have clothes at our other house, so we just packed light and we headed to the airport. So we get to the airport and Rita's getting nervous, you know, as everything is new because she hasn't been on in an airport. But I wasn't acting one. nervous. I was actually very calm and relaxed because I just felt like. I had been taking my courses, these fear of flying courses. And so I had been more relaxed and I was like, okay, this is great. And the wonderful thing is 
We get to LAX. We're at the, we get to the TSA and the TSA agent is like, hey, my children watch you all the time. Right. So it, that was really cool. Right. So, so it wasn't like she let us, you know, not go through security. Obviously we did, but it, what it did was it relaxed the situation. Like I'm among friends, right. you know, and we just People went through the whole us. process right. and it was actually really fast. We even saw in the airport going on our plane was that general, um, that, that actor. Oh, yeah. Um, the little boy, this is us. This is us. Yeah. The little boy was there with his mom and, you know, with his family. So it was really cool to be able to just kind of get into the airport. And so and so what ended up happening is, is so now we're at the airport. Now we're right there. We're at the gate. At the gate. Right. Um, first class goes through. Uh, we did comfort class, so we were next. Comfort plus, yeah. Comfort plus. And, and so, I said, like, hey, just, just let's just sit here for a second. Let's let some other people go on so we were ready to go but like we was like mm, hold on a second let me just catch my breath let me just let me just <laughs> like don't rush me okay don't rush me don't let rush me gain my composure I'm at let the them gate go now. Let's, let's just go just ahead let, let let the first couple seats go that's right okay that's so right. we let the first row go there's like three different rows that are left to go like you want to go now honey i'm gonna go i'm gonna go just i need some time so the next one goes so the last group goes now, and now we're right there. We walk up to the to the man. The man's like, okay, can I have your tickets or whatever? And it's like, one second. Give me a moment. <laughs> and the man is looking at us like, we got to go. Like, the plane got to move. And then Rita's just like, okay, this was great. Um, we had a good time. Um... Can I just give my tickets back here? Because we're not going. <laughs> and it was that. That was it. Like he's like, "Are you sure?" Because like you guys, it's six of you guys. Like there's gonna be six empty seats, and we're like, "We're not going." And that was it, folks. Like we got this close. So we got. Uh, let me this explain close. to you what happened. What happened was the I was fine right up until that moment, and then the thought of going down the gangway, it just made me go, "Oh, wait a minute." Why am I doing this? I don't have to do this. It was that same thought that made me stop flying 20 years ago. Right. I'm an adult. I get to choose. I don't want to do this, so I don't need to fly. I'm not going anywhere. There's no event. And I left. And I said, you know what? It was a great run through, guys. We got to the gate. Everything is fine. And But I started to feel really guilty and bad. She would track this flight. And she tracked the flight just to I see went on what flight happened. Radar, flight Radar 24. To see what would happen with this particular flight. Did it go down? No, did I didn't think it was going to go down. But it just, I just, I did, you know, just look at the flight and just go, okay, I see that it's progressing. It's in, you know, Arizona now. Now it's over Texas. And I saw that it, when it landed and everything. I didn't think anything was really going to happen. But when you don't like flying, you, you do tend to start thinking, but if I go on the plane, then this will happen. Something different will happen. So I called my coach, who's a pilot with the fear of flying class. It's called SOAR. I love it. He explained to me that the fear actually goes that it peaks when you're about to go on the gangway. And obviously. he was like, he wanted you to, he said, you should have called me because I would have told yeah, but you that. I didn't that. know I could call him. I didn't right. be like, oh, hey guys, you know, I didn't know I could do that. But he was saying, yeah, that's when it's going to peak. And obviously like common sense should say that's when it peaks because you're about to now get on the plane. But he says, what happens is once you settle in though, you will start to calm down again. So about... Um, six weeks later, was it six weeks? Yeah, about six, about weeks, six later, weeks later. Rita buys another ticket. I buy now. So I still had some credit from the other tickets, so it's not like I bought like new ones. But right. now there's an event. 
the I have my cousins graduating. The dinner's at our house. I have to. We have to right. come back to a conference in California. Well, our house in in the south. So we and couldn't we drive. Come back. There's no driving. There's no we driving. Had promised these relatives that they could have the graduation dinner at our house for like for a year. For a year. So now it's like we're telling people, no, we're canceling it. You can get another venue. Yeah, I was like, like, I was because again, I'm an like, adult. I can tell you, you can have my house, and then I can tell you, you can't because I'm an adult. And then they it's can the tell same you, thinking. and then they can tell you. <laughs> No, you can't do that. You can't do that to me. Like, I made plans around this. That's basically my my <laughs> grandmother called me like, Rita, I wasn't going to say much, but now yeah, she right. like got on me. Like, right. you, you need to get, get over to, this. You need to get it together because you you're know? affecting other people's life. Yeah. You know, not just your family, so but you're affecting other like, people. Okay, all right. So fine. The, our kids were like, nah, we're not doing road trips anymore. So like all the pressure was just kind of like coming yeah, all yeah. down. And Rita just made the decision. She bought the tickets. I was so proud of her. She took initiative on everything and once again, we're heading to the airport. Is it going to happen all over again? Will we ever get off the ground? The kids have not flown yet, okay? In 20 odd years, they have not flown yet. So they have not flown. Did we get on the plane or didn't we? See, I did. <laughs> See, the wonderful part is that because I had that conversation with that man, I was reassured that once I got on the plane that I was going to calm down. And the thing was, I knew from that morning that I needed to have positive energy. Right. So I projected nothing but positivity to everyone. Even if I started to feel nervous, no one was going to know it. That's because true. I was going you to be... You were gangster. You were just like, yeah, I'm doing this. And like. I was happy. I was cheerful. Right. Everyone through TSA, everything was just working and... Everything was good. I actually think the first run through was really good for you because yeah. there wasn't all these unanswered questions like right. what is going to happen with my shoes once I take it off? Like what is going to happen <laughs> right. here? You know, when I go and I and I go to uh, get my body scan, like is it going to show me naked on the screen and someone's going to I was like, worried about that oh, too. Look at you, <laughs> you're naked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I actually was worried about it's that. It's like, am I going to get that, that, that square one where it's just like, definitely, I won't be naked, you know? <laughs> yeah, or is everybody going to be sure. like... like, because yeah. I had seen so much news about it. I didn't know what to right. expect with that. 20 years of expectation that it's going to be strip search, <laughs> everything. It's going to be like... No, but it's true. It's I was like, worried about that too. So the, he's right. That first time was so pivotal <laughs> because I felt like relaxed. But the ironic part was... Suddenly, for some odd reason, we forgot where to park when we right. got to the airport. Right. I don't know we what We almost happened. did not make the flight. We were like, where are we going to park? We ended up no, parking no. in No, no. What some, happened was, what had happened was- the parking was, lot was full. The, no, the parking lot, they actually changed that parking lot and they made it only for um, stewards and pilots. Are you serious? Yeah. The, in I, that one? I overheard it. I overheard it when we were waiting on oh. our way back. So what happened was- when I went there, the reason why it was closed is because it's no longer for the public. Oh, so now we couldn't we find a parking were, lot now. I, I thought something was wrong with us. Right. We were like, wait a minute. We ended up going miles, month. miles Well, away. we were in the far economic parking economic lot. Economic parking yeah. lot, the E. Parking lot E. And so. it was just like, we had to go so far to go. And to then when we got through TSA, because some people, because, you know, this is their first time. They were bringing like hairsprays and stuff. And they didn't know you couldn't bring that on. Right. So our luggage was like, had to be manually searched, the carry-ons. So it took forever. By the so time we got to the gate. We only had like 10 minutes at the gate. Right. So there's no, there was not enough time for all the things but, to yeah, conjure nope. Rita's head. Like, it was almost like, 
She had to use the washroom. By the time she came back, it was like they were calling us on the plane. That's right. Rita just walked through there like she was like, yo, Yeah, what's I led up? the way. I, I led the charge. I you got know? on. Now, what, what I didn't tell them was a cold fear had just gone through my body while I was walking on there. But I was like, no, you're going to get on that plane. And I got on. But again, outwardly, I'm just smiling. I'm All cheerful. Right. Hey, right. everyone. I'm doing my little Facebook post and taking pictures. And... Um, you know, I did start to settle down and even, and we did it. We flew. It was awesome. It was like a three and a half hour flight. Shiloh, Shiloh, after the flight, we were playing cards and everything. After the flight, the pilot came up to Shiloh, asked him if he would like to go into the cockpit and check and out that's the, the thing. gears. Another thing really is cool. a lot of people say that when you have a fear, tell the flight attendants, tell the, the, um, the pilot. And I remember when we were going to, when we did the run through, I had talked to the flight attendant and she was like, yeah, I've been doing this for 40 years. She's like, yeah, nice ring. And I'm like, forget my ring. Forget 40 Like, you know, I'm nervous. Give me some confidence right, give me that something. this flight is going to make it. So this next time around, I, I didn't even bother tell the flight attendants or the pilot. But after we landed, I went and I, as we were walking out, I said, yeah, it was a great flight. You know, this, I hadn't flown in 20 years and this is my children's first flight. And they were floored because our kids... They weren't nervous at all. They get on this flight and they just went to sleep. I just couldn't believe it. In fact, Shiloh looked a little bit distressed and I was like, oh, this is my moment. I'm going to be here for him. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just so thirsty. He, gets, <laughs> he got like, like a soda and he was like, oh, I feel so much better and went to sleep. And I was just like, okay, everyone, like literally all five of them went to sleep. Do you know what I found so funny? Fine. The irony of it is on our way back from this flight, there was a guy that was talking to Rita well, no, what happened was I was sitting in my chair and I feel this tap on my shoulder and I was like, hmm? you know, and he was like, is this supposed to happen? Cause we were having just a, a little, little bit, bit of turbulence. Mild, turbulence, mild turbulence, such okay. mild turbulence. But this guy's freaking out inside. Yeah, he's like, this is my first flight. And I was like, don't worry, man, you're okay. And yeah. I was like, oh, look at me. Well, I'm going to so be there for him. Black, <laughs> it was a black guy. He had on like his hat and his hoodie and, you know, yeah, he just yeah. looked like he was hard, but man, he, he was, was nervous. And then there was one moment where we had like a little bit of a, a little bit of a rocky turbulence just for a second. I almost feel like it was probably some wake turbulence from another plane because it just it was only for a second, but it right. was kind of kind of rough. And I just turned around and I gave him like a thumbs up, like, don't worry, everything, everything is fine. Is okay. We're not going and down. And then I wrote on this paper, I gave him the the website of my sore class and um Right. You know. But it just it just I was so proud of you, hun, because not only did you lead the way, like you were not hesitating, you projected confidence. So much so that somebody that was actually going through what you were going through felt that energy and felt like they were able to get help from you and you were able to be there for that person. And I just thought that was really cool. Right. It was like affirmation that I got this. This is not going to be my only flight. I am going to get on another flight. Right. So now, okay, so that was like a three and a half hour flight and actually going back home, it was like four and a half hours. So now I have to book a flight because we have to go to New York. And it's going to be a six. I, we want to do a nonstop. Like, so I have the option of we, where we can do like a stop or a layover right. and break it up into like three and three. But I don't really see the point. I really would rather just do a nonstop from here to New York, which is going to be like six hours. 
Right. So right Look now. Look at her, like just killing the game here. Yeah, man. I haven't booked it yet. but <laughs> We're going to book it right after this, right after, I and, promise you. But it's just, I, it's hard to wrap my head around like a six hour flight, which is ironic because I, mm-hmm. like I said, I took a direct from, from LA to London, which is like 10 hours, mm-hmm. you know, and I was totally fine. So, but this is the thing. We want to go to Europe later on this year. So I feel like this is going to be a run through. Right. For so, even a longer flight. So yeah. we've been doing a lot of stuff. We've been flying around because, you know, our, our schedule is getting really packed because right. not only did we have to go check on our house, make sure that the house, the person that's watching our house, do the graduation dinner, all stuff, do the graduation dinner. we had to get back to ClamorCon. And so we were able to get back to ClamorCon. We basically, the flight just came in. We got some rest, jumped up and headed down to ClamorCon. ClamorCon is a convocation. It's like a, it's like a, um, a convention. A summit. Yeah, you know, for, for YouTubers and the creators, just the creators. Yeah, not but for not the just fans. any YouTuber, like family and kid creators. Right, that have know. over a million or something. For a million views, views at least for the last 30 days. Right, and so um, it was really great. We were able to go there. We were able to um, meet a lot of people. And um, during that time period, we, I, Rita and I were on a roundtable discussion. She had to do a few panels on YouTube. And our kids were also on a panel um, talking about growing up on YouTube. Um, because we also have our network, um, BU Network, Black Entertainment YouTube Network, we had to talk about um, creating content for the Black creation. And so we had a roundtable discussion. Maybe there may be an opportunity where we can post the entire thing. Rita was also on a, a panel that was talking about safety. Privacy and safety. Privacy and safety. Yeah. And our kids were on a panel cool. that... Growing up on growing YouTube. Growing up on YouTube. So that was really a really nice time. It was in Palm Springs, which if any of you have gone out there, is very beautiful, very hot. Very beautiful. So while we were at ClamorCon, um, a big announcement uh, was made. And so a lot of people were coming up to us and giving us congratulations for it. We had known about this. Part of the reason why we're even here in California um, was partly for this particular project that we have been working on. And so the announcement is that... We are going to be having a cartoon that will be premiering in the beginning of 2020. And we are super excited because it's going to be based on our family right. and we're going to be doing all the voicing. And what and it is, the writing. it's called, yes, and the writing. In fact, our daughter is writing the theme song and we're going to be contributing and we are contributing to, you know, the... The rest of like the I'm certain parts of the writing for the show. Right. And then so, we shopped to some of the major networks and stuff like that. So we're really excited about this opportunity. But you for can also see it, at least initially, I think, on YouTube as well. Right. So the a really exciting part to that is that this is something that our kids have always wanted. They have mm-hmm. been telling us for that the past few years that they want to have a cartoon. Right. So when this opportunity came to us, we we're so happy. Now, it's being done by a company called Pocket Watch. Right. And it's being headed by a gentleman named Albie. And anyone that knows Albie, he's huge in the industry. Mm-hmm. He is responsible for so many major um, animations out there, some of them that you're very familiar with. Right. Involved in the SpongeBob movie, involved in uh, Wild Thornberries and Loose Clues, and just Dora, a everything. ton of mm-hmm. uh, children content. He yeah. has been in Nickelodeon at the top, making these major moves. And just for him to want to work with us and to just affirm our children, he's watched our content, loved our, especially our scary content. It's just amazing. It's a, our kids are living a dream right now, and I'm so proud of them, and I'm so happy for them. Right, and it's called Onyx Monster Mysteries, and right. it's going to be basically our family capturing monsters around the world, and it's going to be really fun, and we're just so excited for this new pro- 
project, when you're doing something creatively, you want to keep stretching. You want to get into different things. And we're super, super excited about this project. But yeah, that's one of the reasons why we moved. We knew it would be easier to work with them and do the voicing and all those different things. And and the other projects that we have and other people that we're working with, you have to be out here in California. And um, and we knew flying was just not going to be the best option. But now, I mean, you know, we're going to fly more. And that's why we're, you know, heading all over the world now. And it's not going to affect our ability to grow and create content for our audience like you guys who love to watch Onyx Family and Onyx Kids. So this is really great. Um, This is our official announcement now that we can make the announcement. We're making it to you. We're really excited about this. And um, we're going to continue to give you updates. So as we're working on the project, you may see some snippets of us behind the scenes uh, working on it just to kind of keep you along, build the anticipation, because once it drops, we are really looking forward to seeing what you think about it. So yes, that's yes. really, really cool for us. So um, so that's kind of what's going on with the Onyx life. And we just feel that we are so blessed. We hope that these podcasts and when we share our stories with you, that it will be able to inspire you. And so this last section is what we call Onyx Inspiration. We kind of try to pull everything together so that we will be able to um, to kind of like inspire you to be and do your best, uh, making sure that, you know, you're living that Onyx life where change comes with challenge, where, where challenges that we face in life do not become obstacles, but they become like building blocks that we can continue to ascend to where um, our destiny is supposed to be. So one of the things I want to just kind of like share with you is sort of like that interplay between play and work in the family relationship. Uh, like I said in my talk when we were having a roundtable discussion about creating for the black family or for the black audience, it kind of, I was reminded of early century civilization and how we had done things for so long. For so long, families have been working together and playing together, and there has been a good scene between work and play. Uh, these days, unfortunately, in our Western culture, it's sort of like, Kids go off to school, parents go off to work, we don't see each other, we're on different paths towards success, when truly what we're forgetting is is that, you know, wherever we are going, it's not so much about the final destination as it is about the journey getting there. And families learned early, in early civilizations, that you, you go along the journey with one another. You're not just trying to get to a destination. You can go your separate ways. We're doing it together. And so what I found happening in early civilization, and it's not just the black culture, but um, oriental uh, civilization, early oriental civilizations, in every civilization, there's this thing where parents and children are working together. They're working together to pass on a legacy They're working together to instill in their children and to just to notice the skill sets that are inside of them and to kind of validate it. So father working along son, mother working along daughter and passing on values through this work play. So let me share like sort of like what it looked like in some villages. It would work with the men would go out and they would hunt and the woman would stay back and they would gather water and they would cook and do various things like that. And as they would hunt, this would be sort of like um, a rite of passage where boys become men. And then after the hunt, they would come back to the village, bring back the spoils, and then everybody would be dancing and they'd be celebrating. So work and play was hand in hand. 
we would teach our children that you don't have to go off to work, but you can all come to work and work together on a particular project. It's very common in European culture where if a man was the shoemaker, he was a shoemaker for the town. His son would learn how to do shoes. So he's passing on legacy. And so one of the things that we want to encourage is the importance of this work-play relationship where we're passing on the skill sets that we have. We're inspiring our children um, by working alongside with them. We're encouraging them. And that's why we are big. Onyx Life is big on entrepreneurship. You don't have to be a YouTuber. I mean, you know, YouTube is really great for me and Rita because with you and I, it's sort of like we get to tell stories. That That's very common to the African experience. You tell a story and you pass on your values through stories. And we do that with our audience. But that same work-play relationship can be in anything, whether you're in the medicine medical field or whether you're in real estate, whatever it is. We don't have to buy into the paradigm that you send your children off to learn from a stranger. They get to have their skill sets validated by a stranger. And then afterwards, they go off and they work away from the home. We can still create the sense of village, raising our child within a village and creating that interplay between work and play. And so we want to encourage those of you who yearn to spend more time with your children, who yearn to be more involved in the way that they are growing, if you want to be a part of creating legacy where you're passing on something to your children, we want to encourage you to just contemplate how we used to do things and that the opportunity is still here for us to continue in that great legacy of working and playing together. What are your thoughts, hon? I agree. I think you summed it up well. I think that definitely when you see us building and working as a couple and as a family, our podcast is together, our YouTube is together, the cartoon is going to be together. And at the same time, each one of us have our own separate things that we're going to be doing as well, but they'll all feed into each other right? and we all support each other. That's what our dream has always been. And I feel blessed, very blessed to be able to do that. Took many, many, many years of praying and not knowing how it was going to be because pre-YouTube, we had already talked about, you know, I'd like to do something as a family. We didn't and know what, though. I really didn't know what. And for us, it was this. But I think for a lot of other people, there's a thousand things, a million things that you can do together. And I really am appreciative for our opportunities that we do have. And in any way, shape, or form, I would like for this for us to continue this and then bring it to the next generation and the next generation. Absolutely. So many things are all wrapped up in one. We get to pass on values by spending a lot of time with one another. Um, we get to not just work and kind of instill in our children a sense of certain values through our work ethics, but we get to pass on legacy to them build finances together and everything like that. And it's just, it's an incredibly uh, wonderful life. And we want you to have that Onyx life also. We want you to be able to um, be able to have that kind of relationship in your life where everything is holistic and it all comes full circle so that you can be able to truly experience real wealth. Real wealth is not money. Real wealth is the experience of life. And um, that's what we want for you. We hope we're inspiring this by you watching our family and, you know, every opportunity that we get, we try to put things out to help you along the way so that you'll be able to kind of have your own opportunities as well. Thanks for listening and watching. We are so grateful that you spent your time with us. If you would like to, please leave us a review. Um, please like, share, subscribe, whatever 
platform that you're listening to or watching us, please go ahead and give us a like or a follow. We thank you so much again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Now go live that Onyx life where change comes with challenge. See you next time. 